How's it going? Sunny here with the Home X Podcast, where we share with you first-time homebuyer experiences. And I'm very fortunate enough to have my family here today. We have my brother and his wife and my sister-in-law on the podcast today. Thank you guys for uh, joining me. Hi. Pleasure to be here. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> awesome. So let's just uh, let's just get right to it. Can you just share with everyone uh, what you guys do for work? All right. So I'll start off. My name is Christian. I am actually a manager at In and Out, or a one of the managers at In and Out. And I've actually been with the company for 13 years. My name is Jessica. I'm with U.S. Bank Private Wealth Management, and I've been with the company for six years, going on seven. Awesome. And you guys are homeowners, right? Yes. Yes, correct. So before we get into your guys' story, I'd love to hear, what's one thing that you feel like most people don't know about your job or your company that you feel like would be awesome to share. Uh, one thing that I feel a lot of people don't know about In-N-Out is that there is no secret, secret menu. The secret menu that is posted online, that's it. There, there's no other additional stuff. No there's, hot dogs. There's no, there's no TikTok videos that's saying there's a secret menu. Whatever's posted on the secret menu online, that's it. Don't believe TikTok. Jess? And then not a lot of... Um People know that we offer um, home equity line of credit. Like now that we're on the topic of home ownership, mm-hmm. um, we do offer home equity line of credit. So if you are interested, let me know. <laughs> By the way, let me know first because I'm a lender. Oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, so let's uh, head into your guys' journey of becoming homeowners. How long has it been since you guys purchased your home again? So we had first placed our deposit back in July last year, and then we closed February of this year. So we're coming up on one year, right? Almost, Almost. one year. That's yeah, amazing. that's amazing. So I'd love to uh, dive in. You know, um, in terms of before becoming a homeowner, like what were, were your guys' impressions of the home buying process and the idea of becoming a homeowner? Uh, so my idea of home ownership, it was. I never really had like a j- real grasp on what it was, but I just knew that it would require me to save an X amount of money. Like didn't really have an idea of what or how much I'm supposed to save, mm-hmm. but I knew it was something that I always wanted. And it was a goal that I always had that I want my own place versus like renting or buying or such and such. It was just, it was something that I knew I wanted, mm-hmm. but I didn't know how to get there yet. You guys were in the process of get, getting married and you were, you know, obviously saving up for a wedding, saving mm-hmm. up for the ceremony. Yep. And then you made a decision that, you know what, like after getting married, we're not going to rent. We're mm-hmm. going to save money, stay with our parents for uh, quite some time and really mm-hmm. look at this goal of becoming a homeowner very seriously. Um, you know, and obviously you must have like a, a, a big why that really solidified and cemented the decision to become homeowners, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I'd love to, to dive into there. Like, you know, why was home ownership important to you guys, uh, you know, to be serious and to have a, a, a very cemented decision on, you know, we're going to go this path and not renting is, is huge. Mm-hmm. What, was the, what was the end goal for you guys there? For me, it was to build equity, mm-hmm. um, build generational wealth. There's just a lot of benefits that come with owning your own home. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the, the, your own privacy. You can set your own rules, um, decorate however way you want it to, um, without you know a landlord or you your know parents your parents telling you where to put <laughs> stuff or what to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me it was mainly like kind of what Jessica was saying, where it's like this is our own place, our own space. Mm. Like, we have our choices to do whatever we want with the space, like how to decorate, how to 
arrange certain things, what colors we want, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Or for me, putting my PS5 in the living room, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. or determining what snacks I can eat late night. Those mm-hmm. are all, like, my decisions now. But, yeah, it was just, those are, the like, one of the biggest things that we saw that we both wanted is that, like, we want a place to call our own and be our own home mm-hmm. and then, like, not have in a sense worry about like is this allowed can mm-hmm. we do this is mm-hmm. this gonna avoid something like at the end of the day like we get to come home <laughs> we get to come home to our home yeah you know yeah. like driving all like when we were staying at mom's just like yeah we had our own little space at the house but it wasn't it's not our place you mm-hmm. know no matter what it's always gonna be mom and dad's house yeah but it's like there's a certain good feeling that comes to like when you come home to your home mm-hmm. you know yeah so, so it really was about ownership yeah control yeah and then also uh equity Mm -hmm. long term you mentioned generational wealth right Mm -hmm. what do you guys see uh equity doing for you long term well when we first um came into buying this house we were already expecting that you know after we um got a little bit of equity we would upgrade Mm. um but I think that changed for us. I'm trying to stay here as long as possible <laughs> now because I feel like, you know, we've made this place our home, like you said. And so to, to backtrack a little bit, too, as well, you guys mentioned, like, in preparation to becoming homeowners mm-hmm. because you guys were saving money, uh, you know, yeah. living at a parent's house. You also take it, took it a step further that I thought was pretty interesting. Like, most people don't treat it that way. I want to make sure that it's highlighted. You mentioned that once you decided that you were going to become homeowners, you were going to make a monthly payment quote-unquote mm-hmm. to your joint bank account right you know in terms of like you know allocating that money every single month where did you guys pick that up from i think um just from work um just talking to you know my different co- co-workers or just um clients that have bought a house recently mm-hmm. um just tips and tricks of what they did nice um so yeah i was advised that we should start putting money away um to see if we can actually make that mortgage payment every month and see if we can still live comfortably with this huge monthly payment. Because this is an adjustment. Like, we're not going to lie, you know, living in California, mm-hmm. when you see renting versus zoning, sometimes it's like $1,000 more mm-hmm. or a little bit more than actually renting. Yeah. But the biggest payoff is equity. So once you get acclimated to making the monthly payments, you guys know that you can, you know, become homeowners and mm-hmm. it's really you know nothing right yeah like once you get used to it mm-hmm. or like once you already made the conscious decision of like how much you need to put away and it's like you just get used to having what you have mm-hmm. you know i know some people call it living below your means but at the same time it makes you realize and figure out exactly what you need mm-hmm. like what are you comfortable with and like what stuff was just extra yeah you know yeah so. let's dive deeper into um purchasing a new build right how how was that process because you guys didn't go to one new build and you went to two right yeah yeah we did go to two new builds so our first the first one that we went to was actually before we were married and it was in temecula Mm. um it was actually next to you Mm. or near you in the same community yeah but what happened there was before they even gave me any like breakdown of like what the monthly was going to be or anything like that Mm. they just told me can you do thirty thousand down Mm. right off the bat mm-hmm. and for me i was just like wait yeah we're not even married yet mm-hmm. so it's like finance wise it's like yeah like 
whether or not we had it and i was just like we still need to get through the marriage process before mm-hmm. like we really commit to buying this home mm-hmm. but that was like kind of a shock for me personally because yeah. i was just like what <laughs> <laughs> you know so yeah. that was like our first real experience so yeah that was different for me because i'm i'm not used to that i'm not yeah. used to just being like here's thirty thousand, sign me up yeah that's crazy hey, did you, do you recall any of that jess um i do um i remember we were looking at the model homes one time in temecula Mm -hmm. um we got on the waiting list um and then like a few months um after that they had called ian to go in and um sign the papers if we were really interested yeah and they wanted thirty thousand right then and there um but because it was before the wedding we you know wasn't we weren't sure if we really wanted to go mm-hmm. through with it just yet just because we still had to get through the wedding yeah. just had prior things yeah exactly and and i really i took in aside and i was like hey did they even you know run through the numbers for you like did they mm-hmm. show you guys the monthly payments you're like no mm-hmm. you know what yeah. i mean yeah uh, but it really sounded like it, it was just bad timing because mm-hmm. you had the wedding coming up mm-hmm. and then forking out thirty thousand at that point was a bit too much right yeah but i mean ha- looking back at it i mean did you feel some type of way the fact that they didn't run numbers for you and they were expecting you to to come out with thirty thousand to reserve a home personally i did because mm-hmm. i like knowing information mm-hmm. you know and it was since it was my first home buying experience mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like when you're getting when you're buying a car like online you could enter your own numbers, see how much your estimated monthly will be, but then for, like, when you're buying a home, you can't really do that in a sense, mm-hmm. especially because, like, people have in-house lenders, stuff like that, so I just, yeah. wa- I just I just wanted to know, like, what would my estimate monthly cost be? Yeah. But then it, I didn't really get that answer, so, mm-hmm. but it was unfortunate. Yeah. Know. I don't know if you remember, we also signed up to be on the priority list for um, the San Marcos mm-hmm. new build. I do remember that. Um, but we didn't even get to view the model homes Mm -hmm. um, in person because they were just really hard to connect with. Mm -hmm. Um, We weren't able to set an appointment um, and Eclipse here in Escondido, um, they were very, you know, responsive and communicative. Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of why we lean this way. Yeah. Yeah. Towards Eclipse. And was that, was that Was that during COVID at all? It was um, 2021, 2022. Okay. It was like yeah. towards the end of towards yeah. the end of COVID. Yeah, because yeah, I know obviously during that time, like during the COVID restrictions, like there was it was just weird during mm-hmm. that time. Mm-hmm. But you know, not not to throw new builds under the bus, like like you said, it just really depends on the people that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's highly recommended. Like you have to know what you're getting yourself into. You need mm-hmm. to know the monthly payment, even if it's you know the interest rates or today's interest rates, and not what they're going to be, you know, when you guys actually get built out, yeah. right? Um, especially if they're going to ask for a $30,000 commitment. So yeah. that's a, that was super interesting, right? Yeah. So how, how, how'd the second go around go with the, 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 with this new build? So the second go around, I remember signing up and then we were just waiting. Mm. It was pretty smooth. Like, like we, we could keep in touch with them. We could be like, Hey, like, how are you looking on the list? And, like, they would get back to her every now and then. And then, fortunately, we lucked out and we got called sooner than we thought we were. Mm-hmm. And then they actually told us a story about it. It was kind of cool. But it was just, like, we literally got lucky on getting, like, this phase. Mm-hmm. And it was just, like, for us, it was a perfect spot. 
Mm. Like for me, for what we saw, we were just like, this is perfect. And ultimately, you know, what was your guys' decision in like picking like a newer build versus, um, you know, a resale home? I think you guys had mentioned that you were considering putting an offer on a home that's not Mm -hmm. too far away from here, but it was resale. Yes. Um, One of the biggest factors for us was location, like convenience and location. Because like for us, we're right next to the freeway. Mm. And what we noticed for the place that was resale was it's inland. Like, it's not even close to the freeway. Multiple stoplights, and it was just getting to it and then getting away from it. Just felt like it took too much time. And just at the time, because we were both commuting to our jobs, that we were just like, this drive's going to kill us. Mm-hmm. Just to get to the freeway, first mm-hmm. of all. So that was probably, like, one of our biggest decisions. Mm-hmm. Our biggest decision maker was that, was location. Got it. So once again, like, you guys, you know, you could have gone the cheaper route in buying resale. But because of the convenience of the new build, you decided to take a higher price point mm-hmm. and higher monthly mm-hmm. payment just for for the convenience, right? Mm-hmm. And that's all part of the process, you know? Like, these are things that you find out after getting pre-approved, after working with a realtor. Like, you still have to curate your taste when it comes to buying a home. And I think what most people kind of, you know, I guess, pit them against and kind of scare them from making the decision of buying real estate is that they feel like they have to have everything figured out from the very beginning. No, right? no for sure don't. <laughs> <laughs> right? Can you recall any other factors or um, things that you considered uh, to, to actually committing to home ownership and new build that you guys um, thought about? Like price point and like what are we, like we said, like what are we comfortable with and like really breaking down what our expenses are. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if we if we came to the decision that we wouldn't this wouldn't work out for us, mm-hmm. then we go for a resale. It yep. was just like that's what I that's what I was talking about with like the open conversations that we have. It's like like sometimes it's a hard pill to swallow, but you mm-hmm. gotta swallow it. You know. Yeah. With the resales too, um, when we were looking at homes, um, you know, homes condos that were built in like the nineteen fifties, sixties, we were looking at the homes and they still looked like they needed some work Mm -hmm. um and so i think we kind of decided to go for a new build because it would have been less work like we would rather have paid more Mm -hmm. for a new home than to put money towards an older home and Mm -hmm. then renovate it a little bit to make it a little bit more livable before it can feel like home does as far as like during the process of you know being in escrow waiting for the build how did that go for you guys so we were expected to close in december with the new builds however they had some sort of electrical gear shortage Mm -hmm. um and it caused us to um close in february Mm. and it was kind of um nerve-wracking because we had locked in our rate Mm -hmm. um with our lender for i believe do you remember how long it was like 90 days 90 Mm. days maybe 60 days for something, three months. something like that um but. and they were able to extend the lock for a couple more months or i forgot how it how it went but um yeah um we were at a point where we locked in our rate um for 4.5 percent mm-hmm. um but then if the rate lock expired it could have jumped up to 5.5 to 6 oh, wow. percent so mm-hmm. yeah so luckily it worked out <laughs> Yeah, that's the that's the challenge with new builds, right? You you really can't dictate when they actually close on the home. It kind of just is what it is, and you mm-hmm. have to deal with it. Yeah, right? for sure. 
Um, did it create any other stresses as far as, you know, waiting for the build and extending it besides dealing with the lender? Uh, not really. Luckily, like like we said, we were staying with mom and dad, and they were super supportive, you know. Mm. And, like, for us, we, we at least knew that we had a place. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like there's a chance of us not getting it anymore yeah. or, like, getting like the offer taken away yeah. like we were it was reassuring knowing that we were picked mm-hmm. and knowing that our rate was locked in mm-hmm. and that we're just waiting on certain items from the building side mm-hmm. for, before we can close essentially yeah. so it was like yes it sucked waiting but at the same time it was a good feeling knowing that we have a place yeah you know yeah because during that time especially in 2021 like people were getting outbid um <laughs> I don't want to say it was hard to get into a new build, but it was still pretty competitive to mm-hmm. lock in the lot. You guys just happened to fit their mm-hmm. client profile and who they were accepting, right? Yeah. Um, I also think that you guys had a trip, right, to Japan right after you closed? Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, we literally, we literally closed. And before we had any appliances or furniture, I mean, we got some of it right before we left for Japan, but we didn't essentially really live in the house till after we got back from Japan. Yeah. So that, that didn't create any stress at all? Yeah, not, not really. We took our laundry to mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we just get, we obviously get like We ordered takeout. We ordered takeout all the time. But that was about it. And then as soon as we got, like, our essentials, I guess you could say, like, mm. whether it be, like, the refrigerator, a couch, a bed, yeah. you know? Like, you know, stuff that you feel like you need to live somewhat comfortably before it really becomes your home Mm. i guess now reflecting into now being homeowners uh what is your opinion of the process and being a homeowner just kind of like what we've been saying this whole time is like this is my this is our own space this Mm. is our home you know yeah like no one can tell me i can't put my shoes in a certain spot i mean she can (laughs) but we can agree on where i put them yeah (laughs) jess anything to add i think Uh, We came into um, this thinking that this would just be our starter home, you know, two-bedroom, two-and-a-half bathroom town home. Um, But now that we've, you know, made this place our home, I I would feel bad upgrading. You know, I don't want to leave what we've built. Yeah. Um, But, like, coming into it, I I was so sure that, you know, this was just like a stepping stone starter home. or like our future forever home hmm. um but i feel like we can make this our forever home if yeah. we really wanted to because you know it just depends on what the market is yeah <laughs> if, we'll the, if the cards are if the cards are right now does that is that influenced just by where interest rates are currently at right now no it's more of like the way we have it set up now hmm. like i know it doesn't look like there's a lot in the house but for us this feels like home like yeah. this feels comfortable this feels it feels good coming home to it like i'm simple no need much in the house you mm-hmm. know and it's like it's just nice seeing like you know it's clean like the walls are clear or like the only thing i gotta do is mount the tv still but <laughs> i think interest rates um play a big role in um buying a home um i think we are fortunate that we kind of bought a home like right after covid so we kind of got a lower rate has this changed your perception on um what real estate can do for you in the future at all 
Yeah, definitely. You send these like weekly or biweekly emails, mm-hmm. and I like seeing like our equity go up. Mm-hmm. And it's Do not they? just um, it's not considering appreciation yet. It's just the money that we are putting in. Oh wow! Um, okay. For the monthly mortgage, so yeah. I thought that was cool. Would you say it was a sacrifice worth it? Everything that you've gone through in terms of you know staying with mom and dad, saving, and then making that a priority. Yeah. Would you say it was everything worth it? It was definitely worth it. Yes. Nice. It's definitely worth it. <laughs> what tips do you guys have for potential first-time homebuyers? Save, but don't be afraid to be honest with yourself on like what you really need and don't need. Mm. Like what are your like what are your honest monthly expenses? And if you have to reevaluate it, reevaluate it. Mm. Like don't don't be afraid to do it. Mm. And also, if you're worth a significant other, it's a hard conversation to have. But it's one worth having for sure. Nice. Because it could help you plan your next vacation even. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So budget, lower your expenses, increase your income. Um, If you are able to stay at a family member's house just to help you save up a little bit more money, then do so. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes it is a sacrifice that has to be made if you really want to buy your own home. Awesome. Sometimes you just need a good supporting cast. Yep. Like whether it be a friend, family, your significant other, someone mm-hmm. who just supports your ideas is a huge help. Mm-hmm. Um, now, for this portion of the podcast, a uh, random question generator. Let's see what random question that we have here. What's the most spontaneous thing you've ever done? I drove to Vegas. We drove to Vegas for a Drake concert and drove back. In less than 24 <laughs> hours. Less than 24 hours. So that's off, that was off the cuff? It was literally... Our cousin had tickets, asked me, mm-hmm. and then I asked her, and she was like, of course I want to see Drake. So then we went. Like, right. I bought the tickets, we went, and then we drove back right after. That's insane. And then, what else? If it was Friday night, I think it was after school for me and after work for you, we drove, made it to the concert, and then drove back yeah. right after because we had worked the next but day. But we still got steak and eggs in Vegas. <laughs> Was it worth it seeing him? Yes. yes it was the, It was the Summer 16 tour mm. when it was Drake and Future. Mm. And then he, he brought out some other people. Like, Division? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, him. But it was just, it was, it was a good, it was good. Nice. It was like, that was, I feel like that was, that might have been peak Drake. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for hopping in on the HomeX podcast. Follow me on Instagram, YouTube. Check us out. Thank you guys again for joining in. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Peace.